أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وسلم تسليما كثيرا رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his favors that we receive uncounted favors. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the ability to be able to do that which will please him. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy that we are here tonight in his remembrance. May he forgive our sins and accept our effort. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted our religion to be the last in the chain of the religions as al-Islam is known by different name from Adam to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And therefore, no religion or no message can be delivered to mankind after the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No religion nor message can exchange the religion that Muhammad has perfected for mankind to the end of time. And no body can correct or make better this religion that is being given to Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is in the Quran. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ما كان محمد أبا أحد من رجالكم ولكن رسول الله وخاتم النبيين Muhammad, peace be upon him, is not a father of any man amongst you. But he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophets. For this reason, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfected in him all the rules and the regulations that are needed for the life of the human being. All the conduct and the behavior that is required to make the human being a human. And all the teachings that will make the people understand and appreciate their position in the creation before their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore, Allah has made this religion, a religion that is everlasting, a religion that will always be, and a religion that is perfect for every time and every generation. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to perfect the human life so that they can excel in doing that which will please him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the human. Why? Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is one of them. Muhammadun basharun la kal bashar, bal huwa kal yaqud al hajar. Muhammad is a human, but not like other humans. Indeed, he's like a pearl or a diamond among the rocks, alayhi abdullah salatu. This is what we have been taught. And therefore, the message of Muhammad sallallahu if it is teaching us anything, it is teaching us, we as humans, in order for us to be real humans, perfect in our creation, as Allah intended, we must be just and we must be truthful. If justice is lost or truthfulness is not taken care of, then this nation is at loss. And therefore, 
our religion, once it is perfected by justice and truthfulness, becomes the religion that is right, the religion that is complete, the religion that is protected, and the religion that will always be there endless to the end of time, and the complete religion. Now, Allah said in the Quran, Ad-Din al-Qayyim, Ad-Din al-Tam, Ad-Din al-Mahfuz, Ad-Din al-Khalid. These are four qualities of the religion that, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Allah has chosen us for, and it is chosen for us. What does Allah say about the right religion? He says, ذلك الدين القيم ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون. Indeed, this is the true religion. However, the majority of mankind have no knowledge of that. This is in Surah Yusuf, verse 40. That is the right religion, but most men do not understand that. When it comes to the complete religion, Allah said in the Quran, ما فرطنا في الكتاب من شيء Surah Al-An'am, verse 38. ما فرطنا في الكتاب من شيء. He says, we have not neglected in this book everything that Allah decrees is in the Quran. Everything. The only thing that we need to look for is the understanding of the revelation. Hence, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the key for the understanding of that revelation. All the tafasir, when they are looking into the meanings, they look into what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said first, and then they will reach to the wisdom of the wise men and say the right thing that will make it easier. For it to be the protected religion, Allah said in the Quran in Surah Fussilat, verse 42, لا يأتيه المباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه No falsehood can approach it from before or behind it. This religion, no one can change it. No one can play with it. No one can do anything to do anything to make it imperfect, to make it incomplete, or to make it difficult for people to practice. Our religion is so easy, it is so simple, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfected it to us so that we can use it and benefit from it. And Allah says, the endless religion, in Surah Al-Hijr, verse 9, إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَذَّنَّ الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ We have brought down the remembrance as a reminder, and indeed, we will preserve it to the end of time. Now, if you think about it, a religion that is complete, a religion that is protected, a religion that is always going to be there, and a religion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described as the complete religion, who is going to receive it to spread it to mankind unless that person could have the same qualities. And therefore, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam must have all those qualities to be able to spread the religion. So when you think about Muhammad sallam, think of him as you think of the religion. Think of him as the right man. Think of him as the complete man. Think of him as the protected man. Think of him as the man to the end of time who will be carrying this religion to spread the truth and no one can change that truth. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us in the Holy Quran. Allah said it like this, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم in Surah Al-Ma'idah, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم 
Today, I have perfected this religion for you. And I have completed my favors upon you. And I have accepted Al-Islam as the religion that you will be fulfilling while you are living your life. Now, how do we know that Rasulullah has all those qualities? When we look at, subhanAllah, the description of the Prophet and this is what I will say and I will finish. Please listen. The Prophet sallallahu is like no other man. If you really, really, really want to know him, then you need to know his physical attributes. Many people ask me, I want to see the Prophet How can you see something that you don't know? How can you see something that you don't understand? How can you see something that you have no knowledge of? When you dream of water, you know what the water is. When you dream of food, you know what the food is. And when you are hungry or you are thirsty, because you know them, you will see them. And you will understand them. And therefore, let me tell you what the companion did to benefit us today. They have seen him and they loved him because they have seen him. Okay? Look at the description of the face of Rasulullah Okay? Al-Barra Ibn Adib radiallahu ta'ala who is the companion when they ask him to describe the face of the Prophet he says Kana sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ahsana nasi wajhan He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the best looking in his face. No man nor woman will sit next to him will look more perfect than him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No man nor woman. The most attractive beautiful handsome face was the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith is reported in Muslims and in Bukhari as well. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu said in the hadith when he was asked, Ya Abu Huraira, describe your companion Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, reported in Tirmidhi. He said, when I used to look at him as if the sun is running in his face. Imagine somebody sitting in the dark and somebody's sun is shining in his face. When they want to take your picture and you are in the dark, they say, look, we will not be able to see you. Stand in the light. When you stand in the light, then you see the picture. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at all time, in the dark or in the light, he's faced like the sun. According to Abu Huraira, reported by Tirmidhi, rahmatullahi alayhi. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, his closest friend, companion and friend, and Aisha, both of them, they said, kana wajhu kal qamar. So, if you see the most beautiful man, don't say, he look like Rasulullah Nobody look like Rasulullah Nobody look like him. Maybe in the physical attribute of the configuration, of the physical attribute, maybe. But to be as perfect as him, no. The most perfect face is the face of Rasulullah Okay? كَانَ وَجْهُهُ if you want to think of the Rasulullah think of the moon. Tonight the moon is beautiful. This is the night of the 15th. Look at it, or the 14th tonight. Okay? Look at the moon. It's coming to completion. Look at it, please. And then imagine the face of your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay? It should not be less than that. Now all the companions, all of them, the rest of them, they have agreed. And they said this. أَنَّ وَجْهَهُ Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that his face was always full of light 
shining to the people who are looking at him. Today, for us, we need Nivea. Huh? We buy Nivea and we stand and we try to look perfect. You see? And then we say, mirror, mirror in the wall, who is the most perfect of them all? Astaghfirullahaladzim. But sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the mirror, when he looked into it, the mirror will be shy to reflect his life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay? If the mirror can speak to Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, okay? Don't look into me because you are nothing like me. Okay? You are more brighter. You are more beautiful. You are more handsome. Okay? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana ahsan al-nasi qatibatan. If you really want to see him, you must think of him like that. You must think. Because if you don't think like that, you're wasting your time. Why did the companion went to so long to write the little attributes of him? Why did they count how many white hair he had? Do you know how many hairs he used to have? Between his head and his beard? 17. 17 hairs. How did they count that? They stopped one, two, three, four. But they watched him. They watched him because they loved him. And they loved him because he commanded them, love me or you have no face. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من نفسه التي بين جنبي. Let us ask ourselves today, do we love the Prophet more than we love ourselves? I don't think so. And the reality is there because if we love him more than we love ourselves, we will strive to get to know him better. We will go to the end of the world to make sure that we love him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Unfortunately, there are those who are going out burning flags, destroying property, killing innocent people in his name. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. If he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is alive today, he will say, khallu anni. Khallu anni. This is not the way. Whenever Umar ibn Khattab, عنه, the most courageous of the companion, anybody insulted the Prophet or tried to harm him, he will try to take his sword and cut their head off. And the Prophet all the time will say, Khalli anka, ya Umar. Leave it alone, ya Umar. Rasulullah doesn't need a man to protect him. Allah said to him in the Quran, I will tell Wallahu ya'asimuka min nas. Wallahu ya'asimuka min nas. O Muhammad, Allah will protect you from mankind. I believe from the day when he came out, and said to his uncle Al-Abbas, from today, don't stand in front of my tent. And Ja'far, don't stand in front of my tent. Because they used to stand to protect him, sallallahu alayhi But ya Rasulullah, the mushrikeen are plotting against you. He said, no. Today I have revealed my security from Allah. I was revealed to the security. Allah revealed to me that he is protecting me. I don't need any man to protect me. What can we do? We can't do nothing. If we want to really show that we love Rasulullah, we should show it by showing mercy. We should show it by showing leniency. By showing good behavior. All that which people do, it will only bring turmoil to the innocent and to the person who wants to live a simple good life in this world. Okay? Now, number two. When we look at his, وسلم, his cheeks, the companions write about his cheeks, because they want to give you a hint of what they enjoyed looking at. Oh, you who is going to come later and you are not lucky enough to see his face in the physical format, at least imagine his face. This is for us. My only hope, he وسلم, said to the companion, they will come later on, my brothers. Aren't we your brothers? They are the Prophet. No, you are my companions. But there will come a time whereby those who have not seen me 
They will love me so much. One of them would love to give his life and his family and his wealth just to see my face. Are we in that position? We need to think of that. Otherwise, we are not his brothers. But there are those who are living today. They are closer than the companion to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His cheeks were long, Okay? And this part of his face is not really standing out. It was threat. When you look at him, وسلم, you will not see any changes. It's just a beautiful face to look at. That's why the majority of the people, when they look at him, they see light. They say, I saw a light. But I knew it was the Prophet because the light is too much. When you look at the sun, could you continue to look at it? It will blind you. This is the way Rasulullah face used to look like. Now, how was he in his way of using his eyes? He was commanded by Allah to lower his gaze. Today we tell our women to lower their gaze and to cover their bosoms. And we are turning our eyes to look. And when we are asked, why are we doing that? To say, subhanallah. <laughs> okay? To glorify Allah. But you don't do that, glorifying Allah. Okay? This is something we have to be very careful. Okay? He was always sitting like that. Wallahi la ilaha illahu. ما رأيت شيخي إلا هو قاض البصر. My sheikh who taught me was exactly like the Prophet because I had never seen him like me now looking at you. He never raised his eyes to look at me. Never. He's always like this. But Allahumma amin. Sheikh al-Fatiha qaribullah. Never. I had never seen a man like that. He's always looking down. But believe me, he knows everybody. Even if you are outside, he will know you are outside. Because he could see. Because if now we have got a piece of metal and glass and rubber being flown to Mars and bringing real pictures from there, this eye, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has allowed the man to create a man who is najis to make this, to bring us live pictures. Can the eye Allah made for man to see? By Allah Almighty God, if people are aware of what they have, they will see from here to the throne of Allah. And the companions, Allah has given them that. They have seen. They looked up. They saw the malaika. Many of them. They saw the throne of Allah. Many of them. And if we are lucky today, we can have the same thing. Wallahi, Allah is my witness. I had a friend who used to travel every night to the fourth heaven and come back. Every time. And you know who is in the fourth heaven? And whom he used to sit with? Sayyidina Idris alayhi salam. And you know what is the perfection of the inner knowledge of the deen for us from that side of the spiritual side is Sayyidina Idris alayhi salam understanding of the secret knowledge. That's the idea. So he used to learn that. His teacher is there. قَالَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ سَلَّمْ عَلَىٰ قَدَمِ كُلِّ نَبِيٍّ وَلِيٍّ مِنْ أُمَّتِي Every wali in this ummah, if you are a wali, you are taught by one of those prophets. He becomes your teacher. Because there is secret knowledge with every one of them. Sulaiman has sex knowledge. Okay? And you, if Allah willed it, you can be learning with Sulaiman. Dawood has some knowledge. Musa has some knowledge. Okay? Idris has something that's very special. In, in, in Islam, a lot of the people today who are trying to find that knowledge, they look into something 
كل الجفره اوكي الجفره اوريجينالي كلمت باي علي رضي الله تعالى كونتين اول ذا نوليدج ذا سيكريت نوليدج اوف الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم اوكي اتس لايك ا بازل اف يو كان ديكود ات يو انديرستاند ا لوت اوف نون مسلم ار وركينج هارد تو فايند ذا سيكريت spending a lot of time researching translating they will not get the knowledge because this is secret knowledge this secret knowledge who has it those whom Allah wills them to have because those who have the secret will never reveal it those who reveal the secret according to the people of the spiritual teaching are like the woman when she has her period she goes and tell people by the way my period is started women don't talk about this thing so a believer who trust in Allah, depend upon Allah, and he is one of the closest of Allah as a friend, as a wali? No. Okay? So this is something that we need to think about seriously so that we can be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah. Now to know that he was always lowering his gaze, sallallahu alayhi when he went to the throne and he reads the closest way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah cannot be measured by a place or a time, Allah said, وكان قاب قوسين او ادنى هنالك ذا ما ذاق البصر وما طغى ما ذاق البصر وما طغى he did not turn his eyesight to look neither he stared at something so for the awliya they will never turn to look at things unless they have permission and they will never stare so if you want to be like them always lower your gaze and always remind yourself that staring at things are no good. For the young generation of today, when you stare at them, they say, what are you looking at? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> because that means you are staring. You say, astaghfirullah al shouldn't be staring. Okay? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kana yara fil layl wa yara min khalfihi. Wa yaltafitu jami'ahu. This is important to me. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we see in the light, yeah? But he sees in the darkness. Today, to show you that we can see in the darkness, some people will say, no, how could the Prophet see in the darkness? Isn't there cameras today that made by man can see in the darkness? If man can create something to see in the darkness, why doesn't Rasulullah see in the darkness? He can. Don't you ever disbelieve in this. In the dark you will see. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said, I was sitting once and the room was dark and my light was about to diminish and I had a needle in my hand and I was sewing and when he entered into my room, out of, mashallah, the awe of Muhammad the light suddenly stopped and the needle fell from my hand and I needed it. I was sewing something. And she said, by the light of his face I could see the needle just like the sun. How could he see when he is the light himself? This is something that we... And then, he used to see from the back. In the hadith, he used to say to the companion, إِنِّي أَرَاكُمْ مِنْ خَلْفِكَ مَا أَرَاكُمْ مِنْ أَمَامِي In the hadith, صحيح. Okay? يَرَى مِنْ خَلْفَهُ كَمَا كَانَ يَرَى مِنْ أَمَامِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم And when he turns, he doesn't turn his head like that. Today, when people are talking to you, they turn their head. If you are talking to somebody, turn all your body. Behave like the Prophet Somebody behind you, somebody beside you, when you are talking to them, don't give them just the side. Totally turn. Face them. The Prophet never gave anybody a side of his body. He gave them the whole body. To show them that he's interested in them. The psychologists today, when they are teaching people, they say to them, 
One of the things that to attract people to you, you should always give them attention. Look at them in the eyes. Hold their hands. Turn your body to them. Who did that? The psychologist Muhammad, the father, not the psychology of today, okay? But the father of the real psychology. If the psychology is to do with the ruh and the nafs, who is better than Muhammad to know the ruh and the nafs? His eyes were large. Okay? He didn't have small eyes. Seriously. And subhanallah, if Allah wills it for anybody to see him, sallallahu and you see his eyes, I promise you, you will receive from his light. Straight away. This is what the scholars wish for. They say nadra, ya Rasulullah. When they say nadra, understand. Why they want nadra? Just to look at them. They want that light to shine. Imam Shafi'i said, when I was young and I used to go to Waqi'i to teach me, Sheikh Waqi'i rahmatullahi his teacher, he said, when I was coming, passing, one day, a woman was passing the house. Before I entered, I could hear, okay, a sound okay, of khalkhal. Khalkhal is a little bangle they wear on the feet with little, like, bells in it. And he was looking at the woman who was going, and suddenly he could see her uncle. So he saw for the first time a strange woman, uncle. Today, if we see an uncle, is not sufficient. We want to see the whole, you see? But... He saw that and he put his head down. When he came in, Waqi'i slapped him. He said, two arrows of light came out of his eyes. Waqi'i said to him, if I did not do that, they will remain in and it will reduce your ability to memorize. And Imam Shafi'i was known for his good memory. Okay? This is what he said. And he wrote poetry about that. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu Imam Shafi'i in his diwan. And the Eyebrows of the Prophet were full of hair, but his eyebrows were not linked. Some people always say he used to have linked eyebrows. No. Okay? Were not, were not linked. This is what it was said in the seerah of Rasulullah. Okay? <coughs> his forehead was wide. So whenever you imagine him, imagine him with a large forehead, not a small forehead. Okay, he sallallahu had a large forehead as described in the seerah. Okay, his nose, okay, was high and in the middle it's a little bit high and it's not going straight, it comes and then there's a little bit, okay, of an enclave on it here. But the opening of the nose are very, very small. And subhanallah, when you look at somebody with the opening big, it doesn't look nice. And that's to show the perfection in him. But all of us have different openings and different sizes. Not two people are the same. I promise you. But he had the perfect as creation. Eh? As the poet says, وَبَرَّأُمْ مِنْ كُلَّ عَيْبٍ فَإِنَّكَ قَدْ خُلَتَ كَمَا تَشَاءُ You have no fault in your creation of Muhammad. As if you have chosen how to be perfected in your creation. Okay? His mouth was large. Okay? His lips were large, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today people pay money to enlarge their lips. They have injections. Somebody was telling me so that to make their lips bigger. He was created like that, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it's true. If the lips are very skinny, 
it doesn't give that perfection of the creation. But when they are larger, they're nicer. And therefore, in Africa, in some part in Asia, they used to do this kind of uh, tattooing in the lips to give them color, permanent color. Okay? In Sudan, so the very special things. Okay? You know this, Ibrahim. Oh. Women, they will do that. Now today, women in Europe, when they saw that, oh, they have false colors. They have lipstick to make the lips look much better. But the Prophet ﷺ, he was created like that. His eyes, okay, doesn't need surma. Doesn't need lukuhul. They were born like that. He was born with his eyes always looking like that. And always, subhanAllah, when a person is like that, he looks good. Today, women are sold materials that to make the eyelashes bigger, darker. You see, because they're nicer. If you don't have it, Look at it. all these pens they buy. How much money they spend. Imagine if Allah Ta'ala created you like that. <laughs> he was like that. <laughs> he doesn't need to spend on himself. He doesn't need makeup. Okay? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you should imagine your Prophet like that. Okay? And Mufallaj There was a gap between his two frontiers. In Africa today there are some tribes when a child is born they put something here. To give that. Because the fellager look nice. If your teeth are joint, not nice. I promise you, some people go and pay money in the dentist to open it. To resemble. <laughs> okay, fine. Why not? If you can do it, go ahead. Because you want to look like your prophet. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describe him. Nur. He وسلم, has come to us from Allah as a light. With him, a clear book, which is the Quran. Now, Allah will only guide those whom he wishes to this light. يَهْدِ اللَّهُ لِنُورِهِ مَنْ هُوَ نُورُهُ Muhammad يَهْدِ اللَّهُ لِنُورِهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ Whenever I read these verses, I always think about it. If Allah guide you to Muhammad, you are lucky. If Allah misguide you from Muhammad, you are the most unluckiest person. Please, take some time and open the book of Barazanji. In it, the description, the figure of Muhammad Keep reading it. Memorize it. Think about it. When you close your eyes, reflect upon it. And I promise you by Allah, the more you concentrate in it, you will see him. The companion wrote it for us so that we can imagine him. We can think of him. But remember, you will never see Muhammad by imagination. You can't think, I think I saw him. No. When you see him, you see him. For he said, Whosoever has seen me, definitely has seen me. For shaitan will never be me. So may Allah allow us to see him May Allah allow us to follow him May Allah allow us and give us tawfiq to love him Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim Fil alameen naka hamidun majeez Subhana rabbika rabbil azza amma yasifun Wa salamun ala mursaleen Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Yazakumullah khair Thank you